I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. All right, you are listening and watching the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. I'm Ro Moran, that's Chino Diao, and here we have Stancy finally rejoining us after uh, lagging out. What's up, Stan? Are you okay now? Uh, I'm trying. I think I have to get rid of my virtual background. Yes, yes. Tanggalin mo na yung Snyder Cut download mo. So, tapos iposto mo na. Amen, amen. Sabay mo na yun sa Bucking Mirada. Uh, sabay mo din sa Bucky and Winter Soldier ano, 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 ng one day eh. yeah you might you might have to turn off your VPN here and while we wait for you to ano, to fix that internet uh, is that better? I think uh, mas umokay ka na ano, how was uh, it? We'll try, we'll try. how's this? Yeah. is this better? kind of better I guess not by a lot though not by a lot <laughs> I have to be honest eh, eh ganun talaga when you live with five people who are all dependent on the internet. Uh, that's the who reality all, of the situation. Who are all downloading the Snyder Cut? <laughs> Grabe naman yung bahay na yan. Hindi <laughs> tayo nagda-download ng Snyder Cut. Nagsistream tayo sa HBO Max. 150 HBO pesos lang daw. Sabi nung ano. Wala pa yung HBO Max dyan. Uh, whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, uh, we're, we're doing the stream on uh, March 18. Two days removed from 316 day. Uh, we're basically a year into lockdown. This bizarro world we've been living in. Sobrang weird because now that I think about it, we've been podcasting like this for longer than we have sa studio. Like we were so proud that hey, podcast yeah. for Asian atayo, We have equipment and, and we and we have all this high tech stuff. But when you think about it, like we've been living like this for longer than we've actually been able to use the stuff at We Remote. Well, it's actually pretty sad because, uh, yeah, you're right. Super excited, Nathan, about the new studio and everything. I actually miss the studio. I miss the free coffee. I miss the, I miss the actual human interaction and the furry walls of our little uh, podcasting studio. <laughs> you you make remote. it sound like We Remote has some kinkiness going on. 
Well, you said <laughs> oh, Dino Man, Dino Man. <laughs> No, but um, let me I, just be clear. Uh, he, he meant furry in the sense that it's covered in soundproofing. Oh, you uh, soundproofing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're not saying this to take a dump on Podcast Network Asia at all because even though we've all been working from home, we've been working super hard alongside PNA to really improve the podcast. Like, if you guys have been following the podcast and the stream since we started making this a weekly habit, we've gone through several format changes in one year alone. Like, you know, when Camus was still on the podcast, ang dami natin tinry. We tried twice-a-week shows. We tried yung mga audio-only na nagre-record tayo. And then we somehow lucked into the stream format, which um, has given us this platform with you guys on Kumu, on the Facebook page. So, you know, uh, it's it's been a work in progress. And we really can't thank PNA enough for working with us and really being Chaka. patient with us through everything. And and we can't really say that they don't want a PNA oh. because we're using their account right now, yes. right? To do the yeah, stream. totally. This is totally. This totally. Is a, a role has one of their bikes with him right now. Uh, right, so, right. it, you know, it just goes to show that despite everything else that went down in, in the pre- previous year, rather, the pivot that companies, startups like PNA made is just it's so incredible just to take care of us little guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, PNA. Um, one of the ways that PNA has actually taken care of us is hooking us up with our friends from Lazada. And uh, one of the ways you can support the podcast is by using our Lazada affiliate link when you do your shopping. As Ro likes to say every week, everything you need, hashtag NASA Lazada yan. So please make sure to click our affiliate link at tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x Lazada. That'll take you straight to the app. So please do it on your mobile device. Check out from there, and then every purchase you make that gets delivered to your doorstep, uh, a portion of that goes to us on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and to PNA to help us keep doing what we do best. So, for sure, what we I do know. Best, sorry, sorry, yeah. because, uh, you just have to prop Lazada up a little more. For sure, meron kayong bibilin next week, because in, in a few days or in a in a week's time, uh, it's going to be the Lazada anniversary. So uh, on March 26, I believe, uh, or March 27, I, I'm not too sure about the date right now, but they'll be having a huge sale and you should definitely check out all the stuff that you need and want right now on Lazada. Yeah, you know, Lazada and PNA really do help us do what we do best. And let's talk about wrestling. So let's start it off by telling you what's on, uh, what, what's on the board for today. So we've got predictions for Fastlane. We've got our usual throwback Thursday topic. We'll also get into some stuff from AEW and NXT because, of course, this morning and this afternoon, right? So let's start off with AEW this week. And we got to talk about that faction, that new faction that MJF formed. Uh, he's officially named it The Pinnacle. Uh, Chino and a bunch of other wrestling meme sites on the internet have made jokes like, why not the radius or why not the outer square? Uh, si MJF explained naman niya, to be fair to say na they are the top guys talaga in the wrestling industry. Kaya pinnacle. Nasa tuktok talaga. And looking at another faction being formed in AEW, the question I want to ask you guys to start the night is, are there too many factions in AEW? Let's yes. start with you here. Yes, yes. <laughs> guys, here's the thing. AEW has a weird way of prioritizing which wrestlers... Uh, to use a smart term, go over um, at this point in time. And sometimes when you're in the good graces of whoever is doing the booking, you end up on top. But other times you get shoved into a random faction like the Nightmare Family. 
right? So you, you, the Nightmare family has become this weird amalgamation of jobbers and coaches. Like that's how I see them going down right now. But right now with the pinnacle, it seems like they're just forcing the idea of a club war in this in this promotion. Can't be naman effective. Like I find it hard to believe that they need all these factions to exist just so they can push a story forward when they have already had the tools to push a story forward and they just haven't been doing it. They've just been focusing on the wrong uh, ways to tell this story. And, and it's frankly, it's kind of frustrating to watch AEW and to see how scattered everything is. Good luck. Okay. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, I like factions because uh, I don't really mind so much the faction warfare as long as they're huge and they are more all-encompassing than your stables. So to me, it really isn't a problem. The bigger problem actually is maraming tao na sinayin si Tony Khan and there are so many people that is on that are on the AEW roster and that's just way too unsustainable for me as a you know as a wrestling fan and you know as a worker then so someone who is actually part you know or was actually part of uh rosters that when you have too many people the show is going to suffer somehow so that's my bigger problem and not so much the factions but uh with the question does it really hurt to have factions no naman i just would rather that they make sense that they're cohesive and that they have their own distinct identity. It, how, like how New Japan does it. Like you have the Bullet Club, you have Chaos, and you have like the goofy Taguchi Japan who are comprised of baby faces, stuff like that. Um, make it make sense, Nalang, is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, for me, yung factions or the number of factions in AEW actually helps. Because sa sobrang daming ng talents nila. It kind of helps to remember na sino ulit yung Will Hobbs ay ah, yung big guy sa team Taz, ba? So it helps you remember na oh yeah, this Lee Johnson guy he's part of the Nightmare family. So that's how I've kind of learned to associate yung mga wrestlers on AEW. And I don't consider myself an AEW casual at this point because I watch every show. So what more yung mga taong mas nahirapan mag keep up kasi diba sobrang daming content every week. So on that note, we mentioned na sobrang daming ang tao sa AEW and para siyang revolving door. Uh, we found out this week na Maki Ito is out of the revolving door because she's headed back to Japan. So it turns out na yung kanyang stint on AEW panandalian lang siya for now. And what what can you guys say as she wraps up her time, uh, her very quick uh, stint dito sa AEW for now? Okay. Uh, no, no. Before I answer that question, I just want to head back real quick to the pinnacle and say that Sean Spears is not a top guy. So I don't know who they're fooling here, that trying to market Sean Spears as a top guy in the business. So also, also, my... I just sorry. I just want to say that I like how Stan used Team Taz as, as an example. Good job, Stan. <laughs> uh, going back to Maki Ito, um, sh- uh, I think it was Steven of the Geeky Ones who told me that they she was never signed to AEW to begin with. She was still signed to Tokyo Joshi Pro. So for sure, uh, you can't just steal her like that full-time. So talagang, it was always going to be a part-time gig. But she is over like Grover here in the States or here in uh, the AEW watching audience. So I think this will not be the last time you see Maki Ito and her singing. Ikaw, Chino, your thoughts on Maki Ito given what we've seen from her on uh, AEW? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I, and I've raised this concern before. I always found her character to be a little weird because eh, 
it, she's a face that cusses you out. So, parang, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird concept for me. It's, I guess it's a, it, that, that's the whole other side of AEW, the internet sense of humor that they have. How it's all very inside jokey and, and not very inclusive of people who are essentially not on the internet. Now, I know that's a minority at this point in time. But at the same time, it's still hard for me to grasp onto. Um, as a wrestler, I think she was right. I'm uh, not really attached to the idea of Maki Ito just yet. Not like I was with Shida or, or Thunder Rosa even at this point. Um, so I, just, I guess I just wish her the best. Siguro one quick note on Maki Ito and how uh, we felt her her impact, I guess, as a character way before a lot of Filipino fans saw her. Uh, if you guys remember Jemmerlin from PWR, her character was actually based on Maki Ito. So this is a story that JDL told me before. Na, uh, when when Jemmerlin, the wrestler, was um, trying to put together like the, the little touches that she should um, apply to her character, JDL pointed her in the, in the direction of Maki Ito para ma- makuha niya yung parang nuances of the pop star wrestler. So, yun. That's something that local fans might be surprised to know. Other stuff going on in AEW. Here's something I want to talk about before we um, get into negative one. I want to talk about yung mga AEW wrestlers turning just randomly. So, over the last two weeks, si Pental Zero Miedo is suddenly a heel again after he and the Lucha Brothers turn face against sina Eddie Kingston. Uh, now, Eddie Kingston's also a face. Lance Archer and Jake the Snake are coming out of the babyface tunnel and now they're heel again kasi kinakalaban nila si Darby Allin. So, ito hindi ko mag-get sa AEW. Eh. Why wrestlers keep switching alignments and often for very little to no reason? Yeah, this, is, this just goes back to the idea of consistent storytelling and how it's not existent in that side of the wrestling world. Uh, they are more concerned in doing things differently over there which i guess is fine if you think about it from a performative standpoint but on the larger scale of things when you break it down none of this actually makes sense none of it makes sense at all because you have guys just turning you have guys being pushed and then suddenly being dropped you have guys who just appear out of nowhere and are suddenly number one contenders right so it's it's very, very random. And the fact that they're more concerned about appealing to their captured audience, which is yun, yung captured audience, the young back, young bucks, the captured audience, na John Moxley, diba? those real hardcore wrestling fans, so to speak, it, it'll alienate everybody else who wants to jump on the AEW bandwagon. And, and I don't know if that's, again, very sustainable in the long run. Steven on Kumu says that AEW, he thinks AEW sounds like there are too many cooks in the kitchen. Actually, I disagree. Uh, as far as we know, it's all Tony Khan writing everything. And that might be the problem because you only have one guy trying to juggle all the gargantuan threads of the stories in AEW. I so say, remember when he, uh, when Brody Lee passed, he said that he was up all night writing the, or uh, putting together a card for the Brody Lee tribute show. So that to me tells uh, that uh, says that it's really all him and he's not accepting any help. So it's kind of like Vince McMahon in which even though he has an entire team of writers doing um, 
putting to, or trying to put together the shows and the stories dumadaan pa rin sa isang tao lang and i think that's the problem with everything that with every little flaw that AEW has they're not really that much different than WWE it's just that somehow Tony Khan is a little more or way more in touch with reality than Vince McMahon is and the I think the sooner they start a committee of on you know booking the stories, writing the stories, and putting together feuds and programs, the better they'll have it. The more sensible it will become. Because talagang you can say you can see nalagingalo siya. Uh, you can really pinpoint how it's not as good or polished as it should be. Yeah, uh, yung mga malilit na bagay parang nami-miss nila eh. Even yung uh, malit na bagay like why Penta all of a sudden has the Spanish commentator as his translator. Uh, his name is Alex Abrahantes and he's actually a vet in terms of uh, wrestling announcing. And uh, he's yeah, he's bilingual. So like, sana establish man lang yung thread na may connection sila ni Penta from their days in, in AAA or, or where, uh, whichever other um, promotion they worked together at. I believe he also worked for ROH before. Yun, sana uh, mas hardworking lang. And this is something we actually say, used to say a lot about WWE storytelling, lalo na in the early years of the podcast. So yeah, I see what you're saying, Ro. Nung sinabi mo na AEW and WWE are, are not that different. Yeah. Um, uh, before before that, okay. uh, before we move on real quick, I just want to say that yung yung turns that you guys mentioned, they're not like you know tweeners. Na okay, he's easily a face one time and then he's easily a heel another time. It's really just them switching back and forth to see or just to fill a need. So talagang hindi nga make sense. Uh, everyone is right when they say that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chino, do you still want to talk about the response ni Amanda Huber? Uh, I was actually reply. I was actually replying. Just want to say that lastly, this is a very last point. We also forgot to mention that there is no butchered blade that's a stable the Eddie Kingston, right? Yep. Butchered yep. blade and money have now joined forces with Matt Hardy. It's another, it's another confusing thing. Because the the and, and and this is like my last final point on this. AW seems more concerned with telling their stories on, on the internet than on actual TV, which is sayang because not a lot of people really care about or what will are willing to watch you know, mga BTE, you know, all the other vlogs that they do. And it just it just wastes a, a good story. Like instead of prioritizing the story online, it, they're just more concerned about that. And it's just so hard to follow at this point. To be fair, uh, yung Butcher and Blade, yung turn na yun, they actually showed that on TV. So pinakita nila how Matt Hardy recruited Butcher and Blade kasi si Eddie Kingston, parang he went soft. Diba? Uh, kinampihan niya ulit si John Moxley, best friend sa sila ulit. So um, to be fair to that story, that was actually given TV time. No, I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to Alex Abrahantes, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. We don't need to talk about Amanda Huber if you don't want. We can move on. Okay, see, see. It's a it's a quick bit. If you uh, if you missed it, you can leave your comments na lang in the uh, comment section. Basically, she responded to yung accusations from the internet that AEW has been exploiting Brody Lee Jr. or negative one. So you can find yung screenshots on on Reddit uh, on Squared Circle. And uh, if you have any thoughts on it, leave it in the comment section because we got to take our first break. And before we do that, uh, we got to let you know about a very special offer that we have for our listeners and viewers. And this is courtesy of our friends from Zalora. 
Right, guys, if you are like us, then fashion is a priority for you. So if you are considering buying fashion pieces or clothes or accessories online from Zalora.com.ph, we have a special code for you. You just have to use the checkout code WRESTLING. Uh, again, that's WRESTLING. I don't have to spell it for you. Uh, and then you'll get 10, uh, 25% off and 10% cash back for a minimum purchase of 1,999 pesos. And that's until March 31. So again, use the code WRESTLING upon checkout at zalara.com.ph Alright, and now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia Boy, balita ko nasa Spotify na tayo ah Ah, syempre naman at dahil dyan ini-invite namin kayo na makinig sa Spotify ng Team Payaman Talks Team Payaman? Podcast? Spotify? Gusto ko Let's get to some shoutouts on Kumu, Chino. Okay, a lot of people are letting their thoughts be heard here on Kumu. Sabadi Scabagata, it's really worse now, especially that they have Mr. Turd Paul, right? Paul White. <laughs> that side of the show, I guess, yeah? Sabadi Stevie, some quick, somebody hire Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they should. <laughs> I mean, then, yeah, ever since the Bucks left NJPW, I stopped watching AEW. Wow, okay. I stopped watching BTE pala. All right, Sabadis, come again. Speaking of thirds, I think Cage is turning face. Yeah. Okay, Sabadini, Emil0422, I think AEW assumes that their viewers always watch BTE and their other online content. And I kind of have to agree with that. Also say what's up to all the joiners. Here on Kumu, thank you for letting us know you love this wrestling talk. Please keep smashing those hearts. Guys, the question dito si Skobogedon. I just checked the New Japan Cup and all I can say is what happened. So uh, I, I don't know think. either because we're doing the show. <laughs> I don't know what's not, going on. Say what's up. Yeah, so say what's up to Brunkenstein and Abby. Hello, Abby. Welcome hey, to Abby. Steve. Hey, Abby. All right. What, one of our patrons, All right? I just want to—I uh, just want to say real quick. Sorry, sorry. I just want to say real quick. This a comment ni Emil about assuming uh, AEW assuming that the viewers always watch uh, their content. That's actually true for any promotion. The man is. That's really true for any company, whether it's AEW or WWE or even PWR. Uh, you kind of have to assume that the viewers are watching everything you put out. But with that assumption, you also have to assume that there are new viewers to your product. So you really have to cater to people who are not or who may be watching this for the first time or the first few times. So that's the thing that a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, that's, the thing, that's the thing that gets ignored a lot. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna talk about the main roster, Mame, as a fast lane predictions natin. So at least we can uh, take care of the highlights. Uh, so let's focus on NXT first. So um, if you were paying attention to what they promoted for this week's episode, they initially promoted uh, Timothy Thatcher and uh, Tommaso Ciampa against Imperium and Isaiah Swerve Scott against Leon Ruff as two of the matches na scheduled dapat. But they got pulled because uh, may bali na there have been COVID outbreaks sa NXT and sa Performance Center. Ulit. So <laughs> yeah, ulit. Um, which is weird because the bali-balita then recently was that Vince McMahon is finally taking COVID seriously in the sense that 
uh, mas ramped up na yung testing, mas ramped up na yung safety protocol nila over there. So at this point, I don't think there's really anything to say other than, well, you know, it is what it is. We live in the time of the pandemic, di ba? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing new to say about, mm-hmm. I mean, there are COVID deniers and there are COVID uh, lax people. And if they don't want to take the pandemic seriously, as fans, we have no power in that regard. And, and it's not us just saying that COVID deniers in WWE. It's just that it's happened way too many times for us to actually have to comment on it. So yeah, hey, that's true. On. Yeah, we have an entire backlog, an entire year's worth of episodes, actually. So you can just pick and choose from our many episodes in the pandemic era of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Here's here's one big bit, though, that really got me excited. Uh, Walter has returned to NXT US. So he came out and led a beatdown on Tommaso Ciampa. And underreported story, Jordan Devlin has also returned to NXT US with the Cruiserweight Championship. And he basically set up yung match nila ni Santos Escobar for the uh, real Cruiserweight Championship at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Let's start with Walter because obviously that's the bigger uh, return here. Finally, Imperium is back together. Wade Barrett on commentary went so far as to say that si Timothy Thatcher is target ng Imperium because of their shared history as part of Ringkampf. And that's one of the few things or one of the few instances na binanggit nila yung something na sumikat sa independent scene. Diba very rare na, ma- na makita or marinig natin yan in WWE. So what can you say about this latest development with the Imperium and Thatcher Champa story? Let's start with Rope. Uh, it's been a long time coming because they have been putting independent shows on the WWE Network. So you can't really say, na, oh, super surprise. Because I think Triple H has been more willing to acknowledge the fact that there are promotions that exist outside the WWE bubble. So that's a good thing for him. And it's great because finally, uh, you don't have to skirt around uh, what other people have made. Right? So uh, the audience who, who have only watched WWE can find Finally, understand. Na, okay, man, it's a history from before, and ito yung pangalan ng, ng group nila before, and na, before sila naging Imperium. So that's a huge win for me, and it shows some faith, I think, in both Imperium and Timothy Thatcher and Tomasa Champa and the whole uh, independent system. I also like how they're incorporating Imperium into the larger NXT storyline. They've been tearing up a storm over in the UK, and, and that's all well and good. Very UK, that's still very much isolated from things on the US side. That's where the main action actually happens. If you don't really watch the NXT UK, you don't really know who these guys are. And I feel like when you're trying to introduce a storyline and a faction uh, like Imperium, it's always great to put them alongside a, a welcoming party, so to speak. Uh, in the form of Tommaso Ciampa, you know, like a tenured vet who can actually tell the story and, and who people can actually grab onto right away because people who watch NXT immediately know who Tommaso Ciampa is. Right? And people who don't necessarily watch NXT UK know what the rest of Imperium is all about. So it's a great introduction, so to speak. And it also provides Walter with a credible challenger. Yeah, nakakatuwa actually na si Champa talagang inembrace na yung old man Champa role niya, the gatekeeper role. But he calls himself old man Champa on TV and pinahaba niya na rin yung kanyang uh, shaggy, shaggy gilid na hair. So, parang, <laughs> like 35. Parang, yeah, but he looks so old yeah. because of that hair. Yeah, he's, been, he's only 35 but he's been wrestling 
for quite some time now. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 20 years in wrestler si Champa, so you have to to consider that, diba? Um let's let's cross over to the cruiserweight story because yung pinaka takeaway ko dito is not about Devlin or not about Escobar, but about Trent Seven kasi pinapanood natin ni NXT UK. Shay yeah. pinaka kawawa dito eh kasi medyo na spoil na tayo na uh Trent Seven's not going to win the cruiserweight championship. That story is now meaningless kasi they're building towards Devlin versus Escobar for takeover. Yeah, it tells me that this is the aligned. Sorry, yeah. uh, this is the aligned between the US and UK. Now, okay, US is live, UK is taped, and UK is taped so far back. Then, if US suddenly decides, okay, we want Jordan Devlin back, well, that's the lead time to actually accommodate the story. So, kawawang nasi Trent Seven and his weight loss journey. Yeah, and as a guy who's also tried to lose weight, <laughs> I can I only feel for Trent oh, yeah. Seven, right? I only feel for Trent Seven right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, claro, 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 Chino. We're good, I man. Hear him. All right, no, okay. I, I, I hear Chino loud and clear. So I, I, I only feel, I only feel for Thread Seven in the fact that he's already trying to lose weight. So what a great underdog story would that would have been? Yeah, but uh, we're, we're getting what we're getting, and I'm excited about dito. So we have a month until Takeover Stand and Deliver. So sana ma build up nila tong heel versus heel feud. Pero I think at this point, parang parang baby face na rin si Jordan Devlin or at least tweener kasi nga uh, tatlo yung ano eh legado eh diba so there's that speaking of their build for takeover stand and deliver uh, Raquel Gonzalez looks like she'll be the next challenger to Io Shirai and medyo tinatelegraph na rin nila to eh and then i think they're also planting seeds na magkakaingitan with Dakota Kai so uh, w- what do you guys think about this one is is Raquel Gonzalez on the road to being female batista na nga ba talaga She's like female Diesel at this point. Uh, if, Dakota, <laughs> if Dakota Kai is female HBK, she's female Diesel. If Dakota Kai is female Triple H, she attached to Dakota Kai. But that's that's the only uh, that, those are the only uh, analogies I can make at this point. No, you're right. Uh, maybe Dakota Kai is female Ric Flair and uh, Raquel is female Batista. I really like the Batista comparison and it's well deserved and it's about time. And they like her and we and she's proven them on why we should like her. Yeah. Um, yeah kawawa lang si, I feel like as a Dakota Kai fan, though, she's a situation because she gets buried again by a much hotter prospect. Uh, so, Sana, she gets a do. Uh, uh, down the ways, but oh, you know, happy for Raquel Gonzalez. It's a it's a hot talent getting the push that they need. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a hot talent, there's a new uh, women's wrestler from Japan. Uh, in announcing the signing yeah, months ago, uh, she goes by Sari, but now she's going to be called Sare as she debuts on NXT. <laughs> so, uh, admittedly, I, I don't know a whole lot about Sare. So, uh, Rod, wh- what do you know? Uh, okay, I'm gonna expose myself and say nothing because um, I don't watch too much Joshi, Joshi wrestling, and the Sare name is weird to me. I don't know why they shouldn't just keep Sari. But from the little snippets, I think she is uh, uh, trained under the tutelage of one Meiko Satomura. Uh, if that's your pedigree, then it's a good pedigree. Ikaw, Chino, any thoughts? Yeah, same. Diko Shakilala. So uh, congrats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't be know fun. what I can uh, say. Yeah. And uh Siguro, what I will say nalang is that okay, NXT Japan isn't a go just yet or NXT Asia, wherever it's gonna be. Uh yun yung, ano, diba? yun yung rumors nung Sinaincha is that they're gonna start building in NXT in Japan. So that's not happening yet. 
So she is going to US, NXT US, and uh, getting over here. Yeah. All right. Uh, that takes care of things on the Wednesday Night War side. I'm, I'm really excited to get to April because by April, you NXT Tuesday na eh, or Wednesday Manila time. So uh. we, we don't have to like overload ourselves on Thursdays. Let's move to the main roster because we have a pay-per-view happening on Monday Manila time. That is Fastlane. And uh, for the patrons, you'll get to have a watch party with us on Monday night right after work. So if you want to part of that, you can actually uh, subscribe to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron program over at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. Okay, let's start the predictions by talking about the Women's Tag Team Championship match. And this is between Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler and the team of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, I think it's sobrang obvious nito na hindi matatalo si Naya and Shayna just because Sasha and Bianca are on a WrestleMania collision course and parang weird kung mananalo sila ng titles and then pag-aawayin sila heading into WrestleMania. So instead, I'd rather us talk about Reginald. Because it's very <laughs> interesting yung role niya in this story, eh, diba? Parang ah. nagkaroon ng reversal of gender roles. Ro, I can sense the ex- exasperation in your voice. Bakit parang hindi mo trip itong story na to? Because Reginald is now what a huge figure in the SmackDown Women's Division and now the Raw Women's Division. So okay, why am I watching this guy intrude himself uh, in the affairs of the women on the Raw on, on the roster? Sorry. Um, although I will say that my exasperation is proof that um, the heel gimmick is working. Uh, because I don't want to see him on my TV. So the more I get mad at it, the more I get frustrated at, with it, the more they're going to shove it down our, my throats or our throats. So wala, din tayo. I don't know what to do with it. Since uh, wala among crowds, di naman natin, we can't go quiet for Reginald because the the audience noise is piped in. Ikaw, Chino, what are your thoughts on Reginald and his role in these women's stories? Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Black James Ellsworth. That's it. That's just, <laughs> yeah, he's right. That's, that's actually it. Hmm. Okay, that, that's interesting because now that you mentioned James Ellsworth, you're right. I don't know. Mas natatawa ako dito sa Naya and Reginald pairing kesa sa Carmella and James Ellsworth. Because with, with Naya, dun mo talaga nakita yung, yung nga, again, yung reversal ng gender roles, diba? Na si Naya Jax, parang independent woman na, oh, I'll pay for my man's clothes. Oh, yes, Reggie, take whatever you want. Akong magbabayad niyan. And then meron pa yung undertones na, yeah, may gagawin tayo after this. Alam mo yun, yung, yung parang the, the sexual power is in the woman. So for me, that's actually interesting. Tapos sobrang nakakatawa na, Si Shayna Baszler, she's straight man in all of this. Na parang na, nasa mall sila. Tapos si Shayna is on her phone, you know, doing stuff that a guy would be doing uh, in 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 a date situation like that. So nakakatawa for me. So I'm I'm in the minority here, but I actually enjoy this story. It's it, it, sure it's progressive, but it's not a good story in general. Mostly because uh, nobody really wanted to see Reginald get that involved after, you know, having a bit part as Carmela Somalier. So, it, to me, it's not earned. Not even, you know, I guess this is what they say when they feel like, you know, MSG All Belts wasn't earned. So, uh, it was really shoved down our throats and now I understand why people don't like Baron Corbett. Uh, Ricky is saying in the comment section, Ricky Publico, um, Reginald is far better than Ellsworth. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure why you feel that way. So I hope you can uh, you can tell us why in the comment section. I know why because um, he can do flips. <laughs> he can do yeah. nice flips. 
See, see, the the most confusing thing about about Reginald for me is the fact that he just appeared out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Similarly to James Ellsworth, uh, even not unlike James Ellsworth, because see, Ellsworth, like jobber, pa Reginald Reginald appeared out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere. The he was there. He didn't even go through NXT. Suddenly, he's in the main roster right now, and we're just supposed to like it. Parang, but it's almost there, man. Yeah, but almost just stands there. Yeah, he doesn't uh, do anything. Uh, he's not involved. Well, he doesn't. Almost he is getting a WrestleMania match. Yeah, but that's after six months. That, after, yeah, after six yeah, months, <laughs> he earned that. I mean, that. Reginald doesn't have a match. I mean, not not a pay per view match, right? Okay. You can say at first, oh, I'm gonna say at first when he tried to, you know, simp for Sasha Banks, it was super weird. Like we didn't know what we were supposed to feel about Reginald. That was that was a factor in it, and why I'm not, I don't like Reginald because they weren't really sure, or it seems like they weren't really sure what they were gonna do with him. So, parang they just stumbled into this sugar mommy uh, story, and then all of a sudden now I just hate Reginald because they are uh, again shoving them down our throats. See, Ricky is adding in the comment section now. Uh, uh, Reginald being moved from your role as Somalia ni Carmela to Nia Jax's sugar baby is proof that Carmela's revamp didn't work. Yeah, I, I actually agree here. All right, um, let's move on to the other matches uh, on Fastlane. Big E versus Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, we haven't really talked much about the new Apollo Crews gimmick. And medyo ako because I don't think Big E should be dropping the Intercontinental Championship yet. But I also feel na kung natalo si Apollo Crews Fastlane, parang sayang yung momentum that he's built. I agree. Uh, this is a really tough situation because we thought that Big E was the one getting the big push coming into WrestleMania, diba? And now uh, Apollo Crews is also getting a big push, and Shempre he deserves that as well. Pero who do you really give the win to when you got two guys getting big pushes, diba? So to me, Big E is already a made man in the singles division. So uh, if you had to pick a winner here, I would not stop the momentum of Apollo Crews. I say Apollo Crews walks away with the title because you guys mentioned this a few weeks back. They they gave Big E a WWE 24. Uh, So the fact that they're pushing him this way just leads me to believe that they're already willing to go all in on him uh, as a singles champion, as a singles contender. So like you said, He's already a made man. If he drops the title, he can recover from that fairly well. And Apollo is just red hot right now with this new gimmick of his. And, and I just have nothing but good things to say about that. May mga comments tayo na, um, I, I like these comments from Admin Angelo and Jude because they actually offer so many sliding doors, which I think are not all bad. So sabi ni Admin Angelo, uh, siguro no contest at Fastlane, and then Cruz like gets that, his uh, moment at WrestleMania. That's pretty good. Sabi like ni that. Jude, Big E loses at Fastlane, and then after Mania, main event mode na. Pwede rin, if Roman Reigns yeah. retains after Mania. I like that too. Um, here's another one. What if Apollo wins at Fastlane, and then Big E wins it back at WrestleMania just so Big E gets that WrestleMania moment. Because he's never really had it technically as a singles guy. I don't know. Um, 
you kind of need to go all in it. Although I will say na pwede din pwede mangyari yun kasi napaka fickle din nila. I would say na it's also highly possible that Apollo loses. But I really like yung sinabi ni Adin Angelo na baha no contest at Fastlane. I like that. Uh, it's a way to get us to WrestleMania. Uh, I would rather have that than Apollo winning and then getting uh, losing against at WrestleMania to Big E. Yeah, same. It it doesn't make them look uh, WWE look fickle. It doesn't. It solidifies Big E as a main event contender, right? And it gives his moment, him his moment, whether or not see Apollo, whether or not they actually do it is another thing we have to consider. That's yeah, true. um, sobrang up in the air nito, and I can understand if walata yung consensus pick. Uh, Chino, meron ka ba? Kasi Ro picked Apollo. Oh, I said it, Apollo. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So that's the consensus pick. Kasi Apollo din ako. Alright, um, Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Um, what's our consensus pick here? Number one and number two, do we still care about this feud? I mean, what else is there to pick? This match isn't for a title shot, di ba? I mean, uh, guaranteed na yung title shot ni Drew McIntyre sa WrestleMania. So, but pa sila nag-aaway? Wala lang. Why why should Drew lose here, Deva? Why should he lose going into WrestleMania? Yeah, couldn't have uh, said it better myself. I think that's that's it. That's the prediction. Yeah. Same, same. Same. But it doesn't make sense to it doesn't make sense for Drew to lose and it makes less sense for Sheamus to win. So it doesn't make sense for this to even happen. Especially when they took up what, 30, 20 minutes of Ross time last oh, year. <laughs> mm. That's true. See, Admin Angela is asking kung book din ba for fast lane yung Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon na match. I think it is, diba? Because that's why it they is. did the whole segment with the slime. So I, I was really, well, I was kind of happy to see slime back on television. I haven't seen that on my screen in like 20 plus years. So um, that was a nice flashback to my Nickelodeon loving childhood. Uh, pero sobrang weird rin itong story na to kasi Braun is still not likable. Kahit na tinawag-tawag siya ni Shane na bobo over and over again, <laughs> hindi pa rin siya likable eh. Uh, so sinong bet niyo for, for this one, Braun or Shane? Uh, it's not on the card pala, so I don't think it's happening. So yeah. Well, yeah, we, we could skip that for now. <laughs> so I no, okay, okay. I actually saw this as a poster already with a fast lane background. So it's kind of weird now. Well, that's just a Wikipedia. Oh my, the bummeron usually. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, we we just had to talk about it. <laughs> are we really? Weird. Are we really complaining that when I shade the red match is a pay per view? Come actually, on, guys. No, 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 we're not the- complaining. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, last two for the fast lane card. Uh, the intergender match between Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. So, are we actually gonna get this match, or is this just a way for the fiend to come back? Can I, I answer? Think... Go, go, go. Come on. So, yeah, can I just say that this is a yes, an intergender match, but B, also quite possibly a cinematic match. Yeah. They still do those, and Alexa Bliss has been really playing up the horror card. The horror card, right? She made Randy Orton puke out uh, or whatever that black stuff was. She started drawing pentagrams now, which I guess is a thing now with, with the feed. <laughs> but then at the same time, I feel like this is also just a device to bring the feed back into the fold. And then we get an actual match hopefully a firefly funhouse match with randy coming at that yeah i actually want that 
one thing I'm super amazed uh, when it comes to the story is the fact that super all in the Orton dun sa horror stuff. Like he is really into it, man. Like I don't know why. I don't know why he's super into it, but he is, and that's kind of what's bas- barely saving it right now. Like I, I don't really care about it that much anymore. Pero I'm just amused at how really into it Randy Orton has been over the past few months. Uh, but uh, Chino's right. I think cinematic match though. And I don't know if there's going to be a winner because you know how these cinematic matches go. Meantime, natatapos lang siya. And if it is going to be a match, I think Orton is going to be losing it so that, you know, the fiend comes back. Ricky is asking in the comments, na explain na ba kung bakit nagtatago si Bray behind Alexa? Uh, yes, because he was burned at TLC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But I don't blame you if you forgot that little detail because it's been so long. But they have been playing the clip over and over um, on Raw. Like, if you don't fast forward, you'll notice they, they still play that clip. Okay, uh, last uh, match for Fastlane to predict Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. Uh, sa SmackDown on Saturday, my match in Edge and Jey Uso to determine kung sino magiging special enforcer. So, yung question ko dito. Bakit si Edge naging Daniel Bryan hater bigla? Eh yung pag-challenge naman ni Daniel Bryan, wala namang kinalaman sa title shot ni Edge. Tapos bakit gusto ni Edge maging, uh, mag-interfere sa Bryan versus Reigns? Anong pake mo bro? Secure na title shot mo eh. Yeah, uh, I agree. Feeling ko kasi they had to find a way to get Edge to show some intrigue and you know trying to meddle with Brian heading into this match. And because he's a babyface right now, Major limited your options to that. But uh Ricky, who is in the comments right now, is right in, in his SmackDown review by saying he should have just taken issue with Brian calling him, you know, a joke or you know, old or whatever, uh, whatever insult or backhanded compliment he had for Edge at the time. So it was weird that he had an issue with Brian, quote-unquote, going into business for himself when, siyempre, Edge, as the ultimate opportunist, would appreciate that move. And, yun nga, whatever happens, I mean, Edge would still be at the main event of WrestleMania. So why does he care uh, that Brian also wants to be in the main event of WrestleMania? But hindi lang sabihin na, okay, I really, really want to face Roman Reigns. And if you take that away from me, magkakaproblema tayo. Sana yun na sinabi niya. Mas may sense nga yun eh. I feel like it's a weird way for the WWE to get us to care about a Daniel Bryan title run again. They teased it during Elimination Chamber when he won it and then had to face Roman Reigns all of a sudden. Um, so I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they pigeonholed Daniel Bryan into this storyline come Mania time. Now, is it something that I want to see? Not necessarily because he's saying with the edge at the gates, edges rumble win. But then at the same time, I feel like this is where the story is going to uh, end up. Dami nating comments about the possibility of a triple threat at WrestleMania. I think at this point, yun na nga talagang ginagawa nila kasi parang tinatelegraph na nila. Si Janelle is predicting na at WrestleMania, Edge will pin Daniel Bryan to protect Roman Reigns. Sabi ni Aljon, Edge versus Reigns yung mas gusto ko sa WrestleMania. Baka maging Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso pa nga yung singles match. Sayang at hindi natuloy yung Triple H versus AJ Styles. Yeah, I, I just wanted to close out yung fast lane by asking for uh, your, your predictions natin uh, for this one. It's Roman Reigns, but it has to be Roman Reigns. There's no yeah. way Brian is winning this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we all know who the head of the table is. Diba? Yep. 
All right, there you go. Those are our fast lane predictions. Let us know what you think. Hit us up at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter, on TikTok. It is also at Wrestling Two X Pod uh, on Instagram. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we're gonna take another quick break, but first we gotta let you know about this special offer from our friends at Mister Speedy. Take it away, Ro. All right, guys, if you need to send something in Metro Manila or in other select areas, Mr. Speedy is the service for you. They're super reliable, super fast, and super affordable because as a listener and fan of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, I know coming special code just for you. You can use our code WWP Mr. Speedy. Again, that's WWP M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y to get 50 pesos off your very first delivery, whether it's on the mobile app or on the website. Again, that's WWP Mr. Speedy. Or 50 pesos off your first delivery. All right, now let's take another break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, my name is Leila Jerusalem. Check out Partially Pinoy, a podcast where we dive into the stories of those who are redefining what it means to be Filipino. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and available on all podcast platforms. Uh, Ro, do you have Kumo on your end? Let's get to some shout-outs. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Kyle, for sending us halo, halo. Maraming salamat. Hey. Uh, Joe Jeans has followed us. Thank you for the follow, Joe Jeans. Uh, what else do we got here? We have uh, user 7698970 just followed us. Thank you for following. For uh, uh, Draco Hill 6969, 6969, says, John Cena and Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 23 build-up tag team, I think... This is in reference to uh, Sha- uh, Sasha, uh, Sasha and Bianca. And, uh, no, Bianca. So, yeah. Uh, Emil says, uh, wait, lang. Emil says, it's a foregone conclusion among the fans that Roman Reigns will lose or Edge will win the championship at WrestleMania. Or is it? Or is it a question? Sorry. I don't know. I think in this foregone conclusion, I think uh, there is a lot of space to uh, work in here. Either. Edge ends up legitimizing Reigns, or uh, they find a way to get the championship on Edge. Uh, who knows, right? I don't. It's not. I don't think uh, it's clear cut. Uh, would you guys say it's clear cut? Um, I think Brian could win. Actually, Brian could have another WrestleMania moment, and then yeah. the, the SmackDown after that, Roman Reigns beats him. Yeah, I, I don't. Christian all over again. I, I I don't discount Daniel Bryan playing a factor into this rivalry. Um, I wish they did a better job of him. With him playing a factor in it, I don't really discount that from happening. Yeah, that's it for our Kumu shoutouts. All right. Um, one last bit before we get to TBT this week. Kailangan lang natin banggitin na tapos ng Hurt Business All Belts. Just like yep. that. The New Day are tag team champions once again. What can you say about this? Because I, I was really pissed. I really thought it was the wrong time for this. Let's start with Chino. Yeah, I don't understand why the New Day had to win again, honestly. Uh, is it is it ten enough, guys? I mean, really, do they need titles at this point? But they're so think, over right now, and yeah. that I don't feel like they do need titles. I feel like they can just be continuing to be the new day at this point, and people will still cheer for them. People will still root for them. The only way this makes sense if they turn is if they turn, which they didn't do. So I don't understand why they did it. Yeah, I think Sina Kofi didn't are self-aware and uh, people didn't like the idea of, you know, the Hurt Business losing the championship so quickly. I think they know na Malisha and that nobody really wanted to see uh, New Day versus AJ and Amas. So I don't know 
what they can do on that regard. Pero ito na eh, nangyari na eh. Uh, I agree with you guys na talagang hindi siya tama. I think they could have had a better way. But then, you know, nobody decide, nobody wanted to go for that better way. Yeah, uh, sabi ni Ad- Admin Angelo, New Day All Belts na naman, actually. Yeah, we've seen this before. Diba nung WWE Champion si Kofi, tapos tag team yep. champions si Xavier and Big E. So parang ganun ulit, except si Big E na ngayon yung singles champion. Okay, uh, let's go to our TBT for this week. Let's bring it back. And for this week's Throwback Thursday, we'll talk about this topic that I think si Chino nakahanap ito eh. It, it was a discussion where people talked about their favorite years as a wrestling fan. So it can be the best for you bilang fan, like uh, when you were a kid or when you were a teenager or adult ka na, or basta yung favorite year mo. Uh, we're talking about a calendar year or a year-long stretch. So... Uh, Chino, since you were the one who brought this up, do you want to start with your favorite year as a wrestling fan? Sige, sige. I can start. My year uh, goes all the way back to 1998 um, in the middle of the Attitude Era. So this was around the time when Stone Cold started messing with Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon. Uh, this is also the same time where, and this is all very WWE. Uh, this is also the same time where DX invades uh, WCW Nitro with their tank, your fake tank, the Jeep. And, and I feel like this to me really sticks out because as a fan, as somebody who lived through the Attitude Era, these memories are still very vividly implanted in my head. Like I can imagine, I, I can close my eyes right now and see Stone Cold beating on Vince in the hospital with a bedpan. I can see the Jeep that DX used to invade Nitro. And it just it's just a testament to how great the WWE was and is at making moments. Siguro, how about you? Okay. Um when I when the fir- when the when the topic was first brought up, uh I thought it was really difficult because I you all know that years can be very uneven. It's hard to maintain a huge, huge stretch or a really consistent stretch across 12 months. But it does go to, you know, what year I find memorable, right? Or what year I'm fond of. So I'm going to say, I'm going to agree here with Kyle Sakumu natin, who says uh, 2004 uh, was a really, really good year. I'm going to go for the WrestleMania to WrestleMania stretch uh, from WrestleMania 20 to WrestleMania 21. That is my favorite year. I think it's my first full year as a fully fledged wrestling fan. It was a good time. Boy, pa si Eddie, Eddie, Guerrero, boy pa si Eddie. Eddie was a champion. Chris Benoit was a champion. It ended with Cena becoming champion, Batista becoming champion. Uh, that's how. That's when my uh, fandom really blossomed, and I look back on that year with a lot of fond memories. Even though it wasn't the best, especially after the 2004 draft. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I would say my good year was. So for me, naman, I'm gonna have to reach into my adulthood and answer 2019. Because 2019, uh, that was the year I went to WrestleMania 35. So talagang sinulit ko yung buong experience na yun. Na-feature ako sa WWE Network kasi nagpakilala ako kay Scott Stanford. I met Edge outside Barclays Center. I mean, holy crap, I never expected to meet Edge. Um, I met Mick Foley at WrestleCon. I, I got to walk along, uh, walk past Mark Henry very casually sa hotel. 
y- yung buong WrestleMania experience talaga, just being there in the moment na si John Cena lumabas as a doctor of thugonomics, and there I am as an adult reliving, uh, reliving <laughs> my, my teenage years, diba? Sobrang laking moment nun for me. And then as, a, as someone who worked in the industry, I got to host Seamus' meet and greet here in Manila. Uh, we got to do PWR Homecoming. We got to work with Jeff Cobb and have that moment where si Panzer yung naging PWR champion and we celebrate with him in the ring. Yung 2019 for me, sobrang special nun. Like, with everything that's happened to me, no one can take 2019 away. So, kaya yun yung sagot ko. Let's go to the answers here. Sa, yeah. ano, sa comments. Yeah. Um, right. Our boy, Waki Mendoza, says 2003. And I can imagine it's because that was when Triple H kept winning World Heavyweight Championship after World Heavyweight Championship. Tapos Evolution was also at its peak then. Si Bruce, sabi niya 2011. Is this in time na si CM Punk yung champion? Yeah, pipe bomb, ano, pipe bomb, ano, moments. So, Money Summer in the Back 2011. Yeah, Summer of Punk. And, you know, a lot of good stuff back then. Yeah, si John Christopher, sabi niya, 2003. Yung nag-Iron Man match sina Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Ricky says, 2006, yun naman yung first year niya as a fan. So, Cena, uh, the DX Reunion, The Undertaker, Rated R Superstar Edge, yeah. Uh, Bruce Lim says, honorable mention for SmackDown Live from late 2016 to early 2017. That was great too. I'm going to have to agree. agree. Sobrang ganda yes. SmackDown nun. Uh, I, so I really miss those days. The Dean Ambrose days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pati si Miz and Dolph, they were feuding over the Intercontinental Championship. Tapos nag-main event pa yun, di ba? Oh. Uh, right, so, sabi niya, 2005, his first year watching wrestling. Uh, and and Mania 21, tapos honorable mention for 2019 because of WWE Live in Manila, the G1 Climax 29, and PWR Homecoming. Sige, Chino, saku mo. Ano mga sagot ng viewers natin doon? So, a lot of our usuals are saying, si Abby sabi niya, 98 to 99 for McMahon Austin. You sinabi ko year. Also, sabi ni Kyle, 2004, no way out up, up to WrestleMania was a memorable year for him. The Sabi the Abbey that 1999 to 2000 is also memorable because of the McMahon Helmsley era. Also, Kyle uh, says John Cena uh, versus the Big Show in one of Cena's first title runs as U.S. champion. What is a Big Show? Uh, yes, uh, yes. On that pay per view, that, that Hulk Hogan moment that he got. Sabi the Emil 0422. 2016 is one of the best years in modern wrestling for me. Brand split was awesome and takeovers as well. All right. Yeah, in 2016, the banal excited natin. WWE came back for the first time after yes. seven long years. Grabe. Uh Ro, I remember you got to meet the Good Brothers then. Yes. Uh I got to meet the Good Brothers backstage. Uh I it was part of my uh an, my deal as a journalist for inquire.net. I believe so. Sobrang fun moment, and I believe Super P was also in that meet and greet. So yeah, we met the Good Brothers. I still have that picture. It's still kind of cringy, but I love it. Uh, can you can you tell our viewers and our listeners how you greeted the Good Brothers at the time? Digo uh, man. they were doing the Doctor storyline, so you actually called them Doctor. Doctor, yeah, I, just, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Yes, the Gonad storyline. So, kaya tumatak sa akin yung story niya kasi nakakagago siya. <laughs> um, si Marco Havelosa in the comments says, 1993 yung favorite niya. Lex Luger's team versus the Foreign Fanatics. Wow. Uh, J- Jacob Tambunting says, 
that stretch between 2012 to 2013 underrated now because he had Team Hell No, The Rise of the Shield, The Rock and John Cena feuding. Uh, the year before that, he had Awesome Truth feuding, then like split sila. Yeah, that was actually pretty good as well. But Team Hell No, I, I really yeah. uh, love that tag team. That was my short gap year though, so uh, I kind of missed that, but I eventually got back to it event uh, after I got back. Also, team team awesome truth. When was the last time you heard that? Yeah, uh that capital punishment feud turns ten this summer. Right. Oh, pala. Jesus, capital punishment. <laughs> uh, any other uh, responses to sa kumuin favorite years uh, as a wrestling fan? Walana actually, walana. Yeah, we just we just read that. All right. We appreciate everybody getting your responses in. Um, if you're listening to this on the audio-only version and you want to chat with us and share with us your favorite years in you as a wrestling fan, let us know if you have a picture from that year of you being at an event, whether it's a WWE show or a New Japan show or a PWR show or MWF or whatever uh, promotion that is. Hit us up at wrestling 2 Pod. We love talking about wrestling if it wasn't obvious by now. So hit us up there individually. It is at Roiswar, at Chino Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. TikTok. So yes, hey. we have given in. Uh, you can actually see our first few posts. It is at Wrestling 2 Pod as well. Uh, Ro, since you have a content plan, can you tell the listeners no, no, si what they can expect? Ah, si Chino pala. Uh, can you tell our listeners and viewers what they can expect from us on TikTok? Sasayaw ka ba? Oh. Oh, content manager na ako ngayon. <laughs> Hire nyo na ako. Agencies. Kailangan ko trabaho. Bayaan ko pa itong laptop na ito eh. Then, uh, I uh, made a TikTok account for the sole purpose. And this is something I've been playing around with for quite some time. It's a, a TikTok account that is dedicated to wrestling. Nothing but pure, unadulterated wrestling. We are going to talk about news bits. We are going to give you small recaps. We are also uploading... Our, all our audiograms ever since we started doing those onto TikTok. And we are also doing our personal picks so that you get to know us a lot more. The Maro just did his introduction video. I put up a small a little slideshow of the Filipinos in the wrestling today. And uh, these are just some of the things you can expect. So please, please follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Yon. All right, and meron din tayong pay-per-view happening on Monday like we talked about. It's Fastlane, and if you want to be part of our watch party for Fastlane after work on Monday night, here's how you can do it. All right, guys, to sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. It is for a low, low price of 250 pesos a month. You get the watch party, as Stan said, uh, to be part of a Discord community, uh, exclusive merch, and exclusive content of post show reviews of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW pay per views, and all of that stuff. Just for you guys. So please, if you want to support us and you know watch a little pay per view on the side, please sign up for our Patreon. All right, and you can keep supporting the podcast through our Shopee affiliate link. If you want to do your online shopping right before you uh, click checkout, please don't forget to click tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. Again, tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. Uh, a small portion of that will keep the podcast running and will also keep supporting Podcast Network Asia.
So this is episode 397. That means in three episodes, we're about to hit another major milestone here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. That is episode number 400. And sobrang ganda ng timing kasi sasakto siya sa 7th anniversary of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So we're cooking up something special. We're just ironing out the details and then we'll let you know how we're celebrating episode 400 in a bit. Next week yeah, on the pod... Sa TikTok. Yeah, you will be surprised. Yun, galing kay Chino. Sasayaw daw siya sa TikTok. So pakimarkahan po yan. Next week on the show, we'll be reviewing Fast Lane. We may or may not have a special guest reviewer in the house, so we'll keep you updated on that. For all the updates, check out facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Same uh, handle over on Instagram. All right, uh, Chino, what's going on sa season two ng The Class Clown? It's still recording. Uh, it's still going on. Don't worry, guys. If you guys are after new Class Clown, class clown content, it's coming just be patient a little bit longer while I try to deal with this time difference. But in the meantime, you can still listen to all my old episodes of The Class Cloud. That's up on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast goodness from. All you have to do is search The Class Cloud with Chino Liao. Uh, as for on deck, nag-break din ako ng konte because I'm also adjusting to the schedules of my guests. So you can also check out all the current episodes of season two over at Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. That is on deck with Stan C. And of course, don't forget to check out smarthenry.com for your uh, for your wrestling fix. Every uh, every show that we review and every little art- article that we write goes up over there. As we end episode number three hundred ninety seven, Chino, thanks for reminding me. Let's get to our picks of the week. So let's start with you. My pick actually, go, for all the things I've said about AEW, my pick actually goes out to AEW, uh, particularly the main event, lights out, unsanctioned match between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker because all the carnage that we missed from the Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Snowden Barbed Wire fiasco, we got in this one. I mean, I am not going to look at Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa the same way again. Last week, we were talking about women's wrestling and how women can do both. I think you're the proof, guys. Yeah. This is, the, this is the ultimate proof that women can indeed do both. Sino mas hardcore? Si Dr. Britt Baker or si Candice LeRae? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Candice just Candice Parent, no. Oh, she does death matches. Eh? I've seen her covered in blood. Diba? I mean, Britt Baker also got covered in blood, but I don't know her death match history. Yeah, I, I gained a whole new level of respect for Dr. Britt after this. I love her even more. Uh, Ro, what's your pick of the week? Okay, uh, you guys are taking all the good picks. So my pick is from Impact Wrestling Sacrifice pay-per-view from last Sunday, Manila time. Your main event, Moose versus Rich Swan for the unification of the TNA and Impact World Championships. Really good stuff. Uh, yun, uh, if you can catch it, go catch it. For me, naman, it's Tyler Bate versus Dave Mastiff, uh, British Rounds match on NXT UK. Um, I'm really loving the British Round style just because it's such an easy story to tell. Para siyang game, eh. para ta- para naging athletic competition yung uh, parang sports, diba? So sobrang dali niya. And like, as an aspiring commentator, I'd love to call a British Rounds match um, just to tell that story. So yun, I'm, I'm really loving those British Rounds matches. 
right those are our picks of the week if you have any send them our way as well via social media as for us we gotta end episode number 397 of the wrestling wrestling podcast big shout out to babyface producer Nikai Locanias and the rest of the PNA team for putting all these shows together making sure we had a 316 celebration over on Kumu the other night and big thanks to all of you the patrons the listeners the viewers the joiners sa Kumu lahat ng followers Thank you for keeping the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast alive as we march forward towards episode number 400. On that note, on behalf of Ro Moran and uh, Chino Liao, my name is Stan T. Reminding everyone to please stay safe, mask up, don't go out unless sobrang importante, and please register to vote. Sobrang malagayon, please, please, please. We're out of here. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Peace. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 